Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope you're having a good one. Of course, on Tuesdays here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, you know it is Know Thy History Tuesday. Yes. And every Tuesday on Know Thy History Tuesday, we jump right into some luscious, lovely, dark, and wonderful African history. Why do we do this? Why don't we talk about just African-American history? Well, for many of us, African-American history is something that we are somewhat familiar with. I'm not saying we all have extensive knowledge of it, but we know, you know, we have Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and Marcus Garvey and, you know, all the other great black people who, you know, had important roles and pivotal roles in the progression of black people in America. However, comma, many of us have almost zero, almost zero connection to the culture and the history, the knowledge of the people who we were before our ancestors were railroaded onto those slave ships. And whether we were dropped off in the Caribbean or in the Americas, doesn't matter. We all came from somewhere and we had a distinctive culture. And so by doing this segment every Tuesday, Know the History Tuesday, my hope is really to ignite your, your, your curiosity, really, about African history and to learn more about African history and to get excited about it because it, truly it is our history. Um, and that's, that's, that's something that is, is very exciting to me. Um, finding out more and more about African history, I can tell you I have fostered a much deeper connection with who I am, with my own identity. And I start to, to feel, I've started to feel a lot more grounded. Like I have a place in this world and it's not just defined by not being white. And I think that's really powerful because it, it adds depth to our identity as a people. And so again, I hope that this, um, that these segments every Tuesday kind of spark your interest a bit. And so today, though, I'm going to shift gears a little bit because I came across something that I thought was really brilliant. And I, I never really thought to articulate it in these words, but it's brilliant because it's something that I have encountered. And I think anyone who seriously uh, wants to learn about African history, these are some things that you're going to encounter. So today's episode is entitled, What to What to unlearn in order to learn African history. I'm going to say that one more time. What to unlearn in order to learn African history. And this comes from a blog that I found. And I, 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 don't, I wasn't actually familiar with this blog. It's called Abagond. And the blog is not bad, uh, but this particular post was posted way back in 2015. 
but I believe these points are still very relevant. And the writer is, um, is dead on with many of these points. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm just going to give you a few. So number one, the first thing that you really need to unlearn, uh, if you want to get into, um, African history without looking at it through the lens of Eurocentricity, through a white lens, through, you know, white people's eyes is to unlearn anti-black racism. Obviously, uh, many Europeans saw black people as subhuman in many ways. And so when we read their literature, when we read their accounts of ancient Africa, which are largely available, um, we are not just, we're not, we're not getting both sides of the story. And more importantly, we're not getting our side of the story. We are getting an outsider's perspective. And on top of that, someone who inherently thought they were better in many ways, in many, in many cases. So can you imagine if these like superior alien people, the people who thought they were superior, alien people came into your town, came into your home and attempted to write what was happening and what was going on in your culture. You can imagine there would be some <laughs> misunderstandings and even just falsehoods, you know, misinterpretations. So that's the first thing. Number two, I think this is super important, is the, the, the writer here, she mentions the Teflon theory of history. Man, this is so true. It's the idea that anything bad that white people did before uh, that, that happened more than 30 years ago is now ancient history and that it has no effect on the present. And that means that long term effects of Western imperialism are always good. This helps them to maintain which number it goes on to the next point, which is white paternalism. The idea that whites or Europe, Europeans know best know even better than Africans what's best for them. And that, you know, Europeans are somehow saving Africans by going into their country and, you know, converting them to some different religion or, you know, basically destroying their culture and taking anything that they could. That somehow that Europeans were helping Africans or saving them. Um, this is, oh man, you know, this is something that, comes up a lot. Um, even to this day, you see this sentiment. It usually, it doesn't come out in these words, but the sentiment is there that, you know, there's all these talk about what can we do to make Africa better? You know, Africa needs this, Africa needs that, Africa needs, um, education and, you know, but rarely is Africa, Af actually African people, included in these conversations as to what they actually need. So yes, this is definitely something to unlearn in order to really embrace African history. Okay. The last one that I'm going to give is that Africa is this broken country. First of all, it's not broken, obviously. And second of all, it's not a country. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, Africa has its problems just like anywhere, but it's definitely not broken. It's not irrevocably broken. Uh, it wasn't broken before it was colonialized. And I don't believe it's broken now. So um, that whole narrative is erroneous. 
aside from that, again, Africa is not a country. And, you know, sometimes I think that I'm not sure why this this has been done, what this what purpose it serves to talk about Africa almost always as a singular like a monolith, you know, just one big country when it is absolutely the opposite. It is, you know, 54 different nations with over 200 languages that, you know, has more genetic diversity than anywhere else on the planet. Um, but we consistently refer to it as uh, like, like it's one country. And I think that that serves to kind of marginalize Africa in a way by studying African history is like, you know, if I was going to say, I'm going to study, you know, South American history or um, uh, North American history. I mean, you have Canadian history, you have American history and Mexican history. Like those are completely different histories. And those are only three different countries. You can imagine how, um, you know, that, <laughs> that could be completely different when you have 54 different nations 54 fam that's huge okay so yeah I think these are some of the most detrimental things um, and things that we have to absolutely unlearn in order to truly learn African history last but not least I would like to add one to this and say one thing I think Afri uh, that we have to unlearn or rather be aware of is when we study African, hi African history is, again, the perspective of who is telling the story. And I alluded to this earlier, but the question of who is actually telling the story, who is actually delivering this narrative, as you all, as we know, there are two sides to every story and whoever tells the story is has their own bias implicitly you know involved and so whether whether they're trying to or not african history told from a european perspective is just that african history told by european perspective it doesn't mean that that's the full story and so i personally this is the reason that i really search hard for materials that come from for either firsthand sources um, or historians who actually have consulted firsthand sources who have actually been to Africa and studied in Africa, actually, again, going to the source instead of relying on second or third hand accounts of you know, historical documents who of people who were not even African. <laughs> like, does that make sense? All right. I hope so. Okay. I hope that helped again. Just give you, I think we gave five, six, six, five. I don't know. Five different. <laughs> I'll say five, five different things that you should definitely unlearn. If you want to learn African history, again, anti-black racism, the Teflon theory of history, white paternalism, meaning, you know, great white hope <laughs> coming to save us and uh the broken country of africa which again doesn't exist as well as my own again understanding the perspective of the storyteller 
And on that note, Black Healing Matters family, I love you much. You know I do. <laughs> like Kale loves or soda. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As of course, please do make sure that you um, come and check us out over on the Facebook group, Black Healing Matters, or of course on YouTube, uh, as well as SoundCloud, or again, good old-fashioned email, blackhealingmatters at gmail.com. Send me a call in. Let me know what you think of this. And if you have any other things that you believe, points that you believe that we need to unlearn in order to really embrace African history, please leave me a call in or a comment. Let me know. That would be really helpful. Okay? And I'll share that. As always, stay blessed. Black Healing Matters. <laughs>